Welcome to Born to Watch. Welcome to Born to Watch. We're three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. I'd like to know your name. I'm Whitey and welcome (laughs) and welcome to 1985. Where the hair is big, the clothes are terrible, and the music is frickin' amazing. The Wedding Singer burst onto the screen in 1998 and became an instant hit. A feel-good romantic comedy that transported us back to the greatest decade of all time and made us long for stonewashed jeans, mesh shirts, and fluoro colours. A time where wearing one glove meant something more than being a murder suspect. Let's meet the team. G-Man. Very nice. I like that. Good intro. Not bad, huh? Good, good deep tone there. Yeah, I'd like to know your name. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> good evening, everyone. Glad to be back in yeah. the panic room again. Back in 85 and up there on the land, chomping on his steak fleets, is Dan on the land. How are you, mate? The, the film is set in 1985 and it's shot in 1998 and it seems like two different universes, right? So it's 2023 now. If we shot a film in 2010, it'd be the fucking same. <laughs> what happened? Yes. Why doesn't why doesn't culture change anymore? Yeah, we actually was talking about that at home with Chrissy, going like, "God, this is only 13 years after it was supposed to be, right? Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. I think it changed so much. Nothing has changed since I reckon 2006, maybe 2000. Like, not us. We're still <laughs> sure. in our prime. Certainly, we haven't changed. But <laughs> We're no, in our prime. Maybe, We're exactly maybe the same. The kids, maybe Street. the kids. Still extremely uh, rootable. <laughs> uh, look, we've gone from one extreme to the other. Last week, three billboards. What a great episode that was. In fact, I've had a little bit of feedback, Dan, you'll be happy Ooh. to say. Ooh. A couple of people have said they thought it might have been our best episode yet. So we've now Stop gone it. from yeah three billboards to The Wedding Singer. What a culture clash. Yeah, it's a change, isn't it? Yeah. But I've got to say, this, I, this was a great rewatch. I enjoyed this a lot. Uh, it's always an easy movie to rewatch. This one, uh, put when, it on. when very, we very when, comfortable. When we get to overs and unders, you'll be shocked at my numbers on this. Okay, so let's get to there. G man, we'll start with you. When did you first see the Wedding Singer, and what are your memories? Ninety eight. I know. I don't, I don't know when I first saw. It. I know we saw it when it first came out. We might have been overseas, Morgs. I'm pretty sure we might have seen this one overseas. Yeah, ninety eight. You were missing. Yeah, I feel like we watched this on the couch with McCleary and Bowser at the. Williams Lake Rugby Football Club when we were living there and playing semi-pro rugby. Um, and remember, we hated those fuckers because we were we were downstairs and they just giggled all night and played video games till about four in the morning and we thought they were absolute fuckwits, but turns out they were legends. Yeah. Um, well, the first night, till we got on the piss with them. That's right. That, that it, was and good. That, that's why I don't trust people who don't drink piss, like Whitey. Like, it, it just straight away... We hated those guys. We just thought, who are these fuckwits? Get me out of this interior British Columbia. It's full of knobs. All we did was get play a game of footy with them. I did my hammy and that was it. I didn't have to play again, which was good. No, sorry, my quad. And 
But I was straight on the boat team with the G-Man. We did pretty good in the boat contest. Next thing, we're celebrities because we can throw piss down our throats and everyone's best mates and we're still mates with them to this day. So, But hang on a minute. In yeah. 1998, I was deep in the, the piss sinking days. Mm. I was every Saturday night up at the arms after rats, sinking quite a few ales. Having a couple of shandies. Yeah, a few shandies. Yeah, a couple of Bacardi breezes. <laughs> You used to be a good what those, bloke. What were those things I used to have? The two dogs? Remember the two dogs? Yeah, yeah. that hard lemonade. Two dogs, yeah. two dogs fucking? <laughs> two dogs fucking. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, so you guys reckon you might have seen this in uh, in, in Canada. Uh, I saw this at the movies in 98. This would have been uh, – I'm not sure whether Megan might have been away because Megan was away for about six months in 98. Yep. So whether this was with the boys from footy, we've gone to see a romantic comedy, which might have happened. But where this really hit for me was when I had the video shop. This was a massive go-to in the video shop, a very easy watch. You could have this on at any time. But what would happen religiously is that I would put the movie on, I'd be out on the floor talking to people, working the room, you know, being my mayor of Avalon self. And then suddenly it would get to uh, Sandler singing the song that he's sort of part cure, you know, and then I would have to bolt from the corner of the shop, knowing that there's 50 kids in the store and yes, he's going to get a yeah. thousand fucks out. And I would invariably be jumping over the counter and around people to quickly turn the volume down for that. And people look at me going, what's going on with this mental case? And then I then he'd sing his song and then I'd just turn the turn volume back, back up. up. Yeah. yeah, so that was my that's my lasting memory of uh, of the wedding singer is running through the crowds to quickly turn the, the uh, song down. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, the things we remember. Uh, okay, overs and unders. You know, we said this is this came out in '98, so it's 23 years old. Uh, I've set it at 20. We'll, so, we'll start with you, G Man. Over and under 20 for the wedding singer. I've got to be over 20 for this for sure, knowing that it's what? What do we say? 25 years old. Uh, yeah, it's 25. Years it's, old. 25 it's 25 years old. 98. Yeah. yeah, definitely over 20 for me. Again, one of those movies you've watched a lot. A long time. I haven't seen it for a while, but it's one of those before. It's so comfortable. You can just put it on. It can be something you've just got on in the background. It's an easy watch. There's yeah. some funny bits in it. Yeah. Some good songs. Oh, the soundtrack's electric. It's one of the best. What about you, Dan? Over and under 20. I, I have a problem with memory, as you know, um, <laughs> and it's mainly due to lifestyle habits, but I don't think I've seen this 20 times. No, I'm going to go. I'm going to go unders, but that could be. I could be out by forty or fifty on that slab. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all, all over. It's either ten or fifty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, I'm well overs. In fact, I this could be in my top five, or definitely be in my top ten most watched movies. And a lot of that's got wow. to do with the video shop times, yeah. where I might have watched it maybe two or three times a week, just had it on in the background. And, you know, I'm going to count them. A lot of that stuff was I was doing big Work business stuff, big yeah. business stuff, you know, like. I, I enjoyed the video you posted. I actually made one of my very fleeting appearances on the social medias and checked yes. out you running the pink shirt. How good was it? A, yeah. With the, was it a goatee? There was, so, there was something No, nah, it was different. a beard. It was, it was, it was, mm. the, the difference was that the beard was dark. That was the right. difference. It's, it's now got a heavy shade of salt and pepper and yeah. a lot more salt than pepper. And there was, and a, very and there was Clooney, quite yeah. a bit more, quite a bit more hair on top as well. There was a bit of hair on top. Uh, yeah. You were running the sh- still running the shave do into the beard. Yeah, I've I've had a shave ten for a long time, even yeah. before it was required. Yeah. Now it's a necessity. I'm waiting for you to realise it is for you, gal. 
Uh, but you know, you're getting there. You're getting there. Um, <laughs> Please, mate. I'm in my prime. <laughs> I know, mate, I'm still. You could you could play our ten tomorrow if you wanted to. It was enjoyable to go back and have a look at the video shop and see what went on. Uh, the guy was very excitable that interviewed me. Very mm. excitable. A couple of people made similar comments about uh, you know when we talked about Star Wars being on the background. He looked like he got one away in his pants at the time. He's like, <laughs> Um, that's my usually my answer to when they ask that question, but not someone else. But uh, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was similar fun. times. I guess if that we, we talked about what what happened thirteen years ago as uh, difference in culture, I guess that that's probably we, we weren't quite as individual media savvy. So you still had still had ass clowns like those two walking around producing videos that you could do a better job on your uh, on your iPhone these days, uh, cheeks. Yeah, it was uh, it was definitely uh, a brave new world for me. Uh, I looked at that and, mate, I've, I've come just ahead in leaps and bounds in front of the camera. You know, like uh, I looked a bit awkward and, you know, didn't really know what to do. And now I'm just a consummate professional. Oh, mate, you're killing. Just killing it. You know, one of the best. <laughs> and you mentioned you wanted to break into the industry in the video. So, which, yeah. which How funny was that? Industry? Uh, porn industry. Uh, <laughs> porn industry. Uh, we, we had a little R-rated shelf down the bottom there that a couple of scrabbies had come in and, and rent from. So I did laugh. I left that in on purpose because I was hoping that someone would pick that up. Uh, I've always wanted to be in the industry. And, you know, we are three industry insiders here. And, well, uh, we, so, you know, it just, just might have taken a bit of time to, to get – I'd say we're in the industry now, aren't we? We're, we're, we're content creators. In the oh, entertainment industry. Morgs is a heavyweight. Oh, and well, that's it. Morgs yeah. is an absolute heavyweight in the yeah. industry. He's we're, a titan. I'd yeah. say he's a we're titan. Different. We're at different levels, but I, I play, I play oh. down to you guys and the audience. So exactly, I've, mate. We're just, we're just coming in your slipstream there. i tell you what was... <laughs> <I've> got, <laughs> you don't come anywhere. You know, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was one not, time. Not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, look, I, I must say I'm going to give a bit of a... Uh, heads up and cheers to Gao here because I've been doing a bit of a guest hosting on, uh, well, a bit of a guest spot on a, another podcast, uh, the MCU's Bleeding Edge, the, my mates from Florida over there in the States. And we've the stars have aligned a couple of times and I've done a bit of Star Wars stuff with them. And just this weekend on Saturday, that, they were reviewing their first actual movie review. They did uh, Bloodsport. Really? So they, of course, knew that we'd done Bloodsport. So... They had thrown it out to me, and I didn't think I could make the timing work. And at last minute, I decided, yeah, I can. So I went on there, and uh, they were talking about uh, Tanaka and him being his um, – Tanaka-san. Yeah, Tanaka-san being his uh, – yeah, his, his Shitoshi. Yeah, well, it was his coach. They go, his coach, and I go, no, boys. He was his Shitoshi. <laughs> and I laughed to myself. Now this is a this was a YouTube live video that I was laughing at my own joke. That they've got awesome. quite a following. They've got nearly twenty thousand people that follow this channel. So these people were going, "Look at this knob, this guy from Australia laughing at his own joke." But yeah, anyway. So well done, gal. Shout out to Sensei Mark Greville. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Chroma Community Center. All right, now enough gibbering. Let's listen to the trailer. Before the internet, before cell phones, before rollerblades, there was a time. Everybody on the dance floor. Very nice, Grandma Molly. When Robbie Hart was the most popular wedding singer around. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Like a record, baby, right round, round, round. Hey, somebody get some pants on that kid. Until he got stood up. 
at his own wedding. I woke up this morning and I realized I'm about to marry a wedding singer? Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! New Line Cinema presents... Is it true that you're in the middle of a nervous breakdown? whoopity Adam Sandler. Hey, psycho. Get out of my Van Halen t-shirt before you jinx the band and they break up. And Drew Barrymore. You're the wedding singer. How you doing? I'm Robbie. I'm Julia. In a story about finding love where you least expect it. Uh-oh. What? You like her. No, I don't. This is my fiancé, Glenn. I don't even know your last name. It's Gulia. Julia's last name is going to be Gulia. Julia Gulia. That's funny. Why is that funny? I, I don't know. I just... Now, the girl of his dreams is about to marry Mr. Wrong. That's grade A, top choice meat. Good morning. You can make breakfast for men? Unless he can pull off the performance of a lifetime. She and Glenn just jumped a plane to Vegas. Go get her. All right, all right. Okay, you see right there in that trailer what we're going to get. It's uh, full of 80s music and terrible hair. But how good is it? Now, Gow, why don't you tell us about The Wedding Singer? All right. Robbie works the crowd. Julia works the floor. He is a wedding singer, able to charm even those, the most reluctant Aunt Tilly into a dance. She is a waitress at parties where Robbie sings. Both are involved with others. Both are right for each other. Enjoy while Cupid works this out. The Wedding Singer has its heart on its sleeve and a goofy charm everywhere that includes its throwback look at the styles and sounds of the 80s. But a romance and a movie like this is made to last. Yeah, where was the, was that the back of the what was that? Where was that description from? That was that was the back of the um DVD. It was fucking boring. Yeah. It's not <laughs> good. It's not good. Uh, a lot of short sentences. Yeah. That's why yeah. I, I picked it. Because yeah. it wasn't really very good. Yeah. Uh. It was it was terrible. Uh, okay, critical thinking. IMDB has the wedding singer rated at six point nine out of ten, which is not bad. Uh on Rotten Tomatoes, it's a 72% on the tomato meter and an 80% audience score, which is a bit more like it. Let's get up there. We've got a couple reviews here. A good one, Kevin Thomas from the LA Times. A sparkling romantic comedy, the kind of picture that glides by so gracefully and unpretentiously, and it's only upon reflection that you realise how much skill, caring, and good judgement had to have gone into its making. Yeah, I don't know about that. But yeah. it's, it's pretty. Say gracefully, or graciously, uh, graciously, graciously, gracefully, gracefully. Okay, bad. James Berra Danelli from Real Views. Watching the wedding singer is like being force-fed an overdose of eighties culture and memorabilia coated with syrup. And no. you know what? I have nothing wrong with that. I see nothing wrong what, with that. What was that guy's name? James Berra Danelli. Bertie Dominelli's cousin. <laughs> Ferdy Dominelli. <laughs> okay. Oh, people, if you haven't seen it, go and look up Ferdy Dominelli on YouTube. Yeah, the Ferdy Bird. It's uh, one of the greatest 80s advertising campaigns. Yeah. What awesome. would it be late 70s? Yeah, it's, it's very early 80s. Yeah. Okay, and we've still got ads like that up here on the Gold Coast. So, Gow, let's go to ordinary people. Why don't you tell us a bit about the cast? Of The Wedding Singer. Okay, here we go. Adam Sandler. So he first hit our screens. Um, he got a recurring role on The Cosby Show as the family friend Smitty in 87, 88. Smitty. Yeah, so and then was working working comedy. He was a stand-up comic and he was discovered uh, and recommended to Lorne Michaels at Saturday Night Live. 
and then got onto that show and was actually performing and, and writing for the show. Uh, first big movie was Coneheads in 93. And then, uh, look, then he just had it all through the early 90s. Airheads, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, cracker of a movie. Yeah, love it. We, we haven't done it yet. No, we'll definitely be covering that one. Mm. Uh, the Wedding Singer, then The Waterboy, another great movie. Little Nicky, Mr. Deeds. Um, I'm gonna just, just I'm gonna have a look at that in film school for Fwits this week. So I thought we'd have a look at Adam Sandler bits, all his movies of which there is a bazillion. So we'll do it really quick. But I think we should grade them: Skill, Pigswill, or Jack and Jill. So Skill, yeah, nice. obviously, if we love them, Pigswill if they're a bit meh, and Jack and Jill in uh, homage <laughs> to his own film, which is uh, currently the worst rated in film history on Rotten Tomatoes. It should as, be. Uh, yeah, if there's any others that live up to that Jack and Jill standard from his filmography, should be a fucking hoot. Nice. <laughs> hey, here's one for you, Morgs. This is a, this is a short movie that he did. Uh, it, was, it was a movie about his dog that passed away. It's called A Day with the Meatball. <laughs> sounds, it sounds like a day, it sounds like a day up in Noosa. Sunday, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a day on the land. <laughs> My M-head... He hasn't been to boxing for a month. I don't know what's going on with that guy. I think I think he's on the Milo again with the bomb. <laughs> bomb. Like, look, just get us a like two a kilo meatball. down the servo bomb. I need a two kilo Milo. My God. <laughs> uh, all right. So do you want to go through? Do you want to go through the Adam Sandler movies at the end? Yeah, there, we'll Morris? do it. We'll do it in film school. Yeah. Let's, we'll, yeah. let's go through that. All yeah, right. yeah. 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 Right, let's let's move on then. We'll bounce right through there. Drew Barrymore was up next. Came to our screens early in '82 as Gertie yeah. in ET. Um, this, in- I don't know about you two, but this, what you're rewatching this, she, this was I reckon the last role where she looked like Gertie. So I could, uh, she would, she looked super, super young in this, and she had a bit of the puppy fat, and she just kind of reminded me of Gertie. Drew Barrymore, Drew Barrymore didn't look like Gertie uh, much longer after this, but. I just felt- well, she's she's. I think this is her on the way out. So yeah. she's she's gone. Gertie, superstar, alcoholic as a ten year old. She was in Firestarter. Yeah, yeah. But Very she, she becomes an alcoholic in her yeah, like yeah. when she's ten and she's to her early teens. She does Poison Ivy. Uh, yeah, Poison Ivy ninety two. Yeah, and so where she's she doesn't look like Gertie. She looks like a massive whore. Tries to bone Viper Tom Skerritt. Yep, and then. This is her on the way back out of that phase, I think. And I agree, Morgs. She looks as much as Gertie as she has ever. Yeah, since yeah. She, she kind of got back to that She's cute, sweet little look. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Have we done ET on this thing? No, no Megan. Megan's keep Megan keeps recommending it. She yeah. really oh, wants shout it. Out, shout out, definitely one to cover. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, look. So what, she was in Poison Ivy too. We said Boys on the Side '95, Batman Forever, Scream '96, The Wedding Singer, Never Been Kissed, Charlie's Angels in 2000, Donnie Darko. Um, Fifty First Dates again with Adam Sandler. Sandler. Oh, who it's was she? Movie. Donnie Darko. I can't remember her in Donnie. She Darko. was Karen Pomeroy. She's oh, got a that, bit that part. explains it. Who the fuck is yeah. Karen Pomeroy? I don't know. That's as far bit as part. it goes. <laughs> bit part. Just bit remember, part, wafer thin. Gals, gals knowledge is here is wafer thin. Bit part actor. That was, uh, and he's just not that into you in two thousand and nine. So, yeah, he also did Blended with Sandler. He's done yeah, three Sandler, films. I've done three films. I, I actually, I actually don't mind Blended. It's rubbish, but I think they're they're pretty good together. They they do have a good chemistry. Yeah, there's a real good chemistry. Yeah, and it's, no and it's quite evident in this movie. Yeah, uh, but yeah, look, she was the youngest person to ever host Saturday Night Live. She hosted when she was eight years old, or yeah. guest hosted. She would have been on the nose beers too, for sure. <laughs> At eight, yeah, mate, she was bad news. Yeah. She was off the rails early. Yeah, old Drew. 
with a couple of sliding doors, she um she auditioned for the role of Carol Ann Freely in Poltergeist, which went to Heather O'Rourke, who the late uh, Heather O'Rourke. Yeah, died. Yeah. Um, and she also turned down the role of Nomi Malone in Showgirls, the Elizabeth Berkeley oh, role. Thank God. Good decision. She Elizabeth Berkeley's terrible. Yeah. Terrible. She but, was uh, she's she's been on Baywatch. I've been watching with Belle. And she's done uh, the new Baywatch. No, the old Baywatch. I've been watching right. the originals and I'm up to season three where Kelly Slater's on it. And Elizabeth ah, Berkeley yes. plays this absolute fuckwit, right? And she's this rich bitch and she's trying to crack on to take she's trying to manage Kelly Slater, take him to the pros. Yeah. Right. It is abysmal. I want to headbutt her every time she's on the screen. All I'm thinking is she's gonna make Saved by the Bell shortly, then she's gonna make Showgirls, and then she's irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, Please hurry up. Saved by the Bell was the shining light. It was. Old Screech. Who have we got next? All right, we're up. Christine Taylor is the part in this movie. That's Ben Stiller's wife. Well, they're separated now. I think I think they I think they got back together though, didn't Did they? they? I think they got okay. back together during COVID or they separated during COVID and yeah. mine got back together. So her claim to fame was Brady Bunch. And she looks exactly like Marsha. Like Marsha. Like yeah. Exactly. It's uncanny. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. She was um she actually her earliest TV role was remember a show called Life Goes On with Corky Nesbitt? I do remember it well. Yeah. She was yeah. she did an early role in that as a drama student. That was high rotation at Dan's place. Obladi Oblada. Yeah. Shout out to Corky. Life imitating art up there at uh, Woodwood Street. It certainly was. But uh, yeah, she did she was actually in Friends as well. She played Bonnie. Remember the bald headed Bonnie yes. that uh that uh Ross is take takes to the beach? Yeah. Um, but then obviously she's in Zoolander and Dodgeball as well. Yeah, she's good in Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. She's a dyke. Riptorn <laughs> thinks she's a dyke. <laughs> now, dip, dive, dodge, dip, dodge. <laughs> the five Ds of Dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, next up is Alan Covert. Now, that's yep. that's Adam Sandler's mate. So Yeah, he's a, he's Sammy. He's Sammy. He's so in all these movies. Every movie that Adam Sandler's done, yeah. that's what he's done. Yeah. He, so he's we don't a, need to go through it. He's a standout in this movie, though, Sammy. I love <laughs> he's him. He's good. I love, I, him. I love his Michael Jackson glove. Oh, my God. He's got some good fashion in this movie. Well, he well, he turns up in quite a few Sandler bits. Where, there, there's one movie where he's put on, like, I don't know, 80 kilos. Yeah, he, he, put on, he put on a heap of weight to do Little Nicky. He put on, like, 80 pounds to do Little it? Nicky. Yeah. And he did it. I think it was another one. It might have been Mr. Deeds as well. Mr. Another, he Deeds, put on 60 maybe? pounds for one and he put mm. on 80 pounds for another. Wow. Yeah. Oh, look, I've got to say, like, do you really need to go to that degree <laughs> he's, for a sandwich? He's going to put you in the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. calm down. He's getting the gig anyway, yeah. whether you look like a heifer or not. Like, you're getting the job. Maybe Sandler's like, yeah, mate, you'll have to put on this weight. He, my you know what he is? He's Sandler's Christian Bale. That's what he is. <laughs> mate, I need, I need you to put on 80 pounds. Yeah. Done. Done. I need you to lose yeah. 80 pounds. Done. <laughs> yeah. But yes, all the way up to just go with it and Jack and Jill, he's been in he's in everything. everything. Yeah. There, there's another guy too, I can't think of his name, but he's he's a He's a guy who plays the quarterback um yes. in Waterboy. Yep. He's, he's in like, everything. As well. And he's in fifty first dates. He's like yep. in, in fifty first dates he's ten second ten second ten second Tom or whatever. No, this is Alan Covert. Yeah, he's ten, yeah, he's second, ten Tom. second Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then he's also uh uh the the other guy is a like a orderly in the hospital. Yes, that's him. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. Must be like schoolmates. Yeah. So I think he's been in something like 14 films, but he's a pro- been a producer on another six, on six of those films yeah, he'd as well. be a multi, thanks to Sandler. <laughs> yes. So that's what we're waiting for with Morgs. We're waiting just to roll on the, the coattails with Morgs. In the slipstream. Useful mates. 
Useful, mate. See, I got a few. Come in the slipstream. <laughs> yeah, right in the slipstream. <laughs> well, there's not really many other ones to talk about, really, is there? Oh, no, no, not really. I mean, Matthew Glave has Glenn done the, a heap of TV jobbing. He's in, he's in Argo, had a role in that. But apart from that, he's just done a yeah. heap of TV stuff. Yeah. Okay. What about budget and box office, G-Man? All right. So this grossed $123 million, $80 million domestically on a budget of 18. So but the budget was 18. It did opening weekend. It did $18.8 million. So it made its money back in the first weekend. But we've done it 98 before, but this only put that into 30 the spot, 123 million. Yeah. So the big movies of that year were Armageddon did the most, 554 million. Saving Private Ryan in second, 485. Um, there's something about Mary, which we've covered, 369. That was number four. But the movie of the year was Shakespeare in Love. That took out all the awards. It won seven awards, including Best Picture. Joke. Um, I think it was uh, Best Actress for Gwyneth Paltrow. Joke. Uh, Dame Judi Dench got Best Supporting Actress. Joke. Uh, Spielberg got Best Director for Saving Private Ryan. Thank God. Yep. Fantastic. Uh, Robert Benini, A Life is Beautiful. Uh, Roberto Benini danced on the uh, dance on the stage. That's the one. Yep. Life is Beautiful is an amazing film. Megan told me for 10, 20, or probably 15 years, you've got to watch this movie. You've got to watch this movie. I was like, <laughs> subtitled movie. And I watched it. I was like, yeah, I should have probably watched it 15 years ago. Yeah. It's good. Is that it? Yep, that's okay, it. Okay, well done. Uh, okay, we'll do 1998, hit Sleeper Dud. Uh, it was quite easy, this one, and I've got one hit. I've got a couple sleepers, and I've got one dud, which I'm going to be interested to see what Morgs thinks about it. Bring it. Okay, so the hit for 1998, wronging, uh, the hit for 1998, writing the wrongs of the Academy, saving Private Ryan. Spielberg, Hank, Sizemore, Damon, Diesel, Burns, Pepper, uh, the cast of... Superstars to be, superstars of the day. It's could be well, it's in Spielberg's top five movies he's ever made. Uh obviously following the Normandy landings, group of US soldiers go to try and find Private Ryan. It's amazing. The first the Normandy Beach landing made oh, that first scene, I remember watching that just going, Wow, this is crazy. Yeah. It's so realistic. Yeah, made and, veterans leave yeah. the leave the cinema in yeah. tears. Yeah. Had people being sick. Uh incredible. Yeah. Incredible scene. Just I, how he did that is just amazing. watching that. You just you're just stuck in your seat, aren't you? I just remember being in awe yeah. of that. I'll tell you a story on that is that we Daniel and I went and saw that in a midweek screening at George Street Cinema. And when it first opened, it might have been on opening day. I think I met you after uni one day, Dan. Yeah, right. And we went into the city and uh saw that. But then on the Sunday that it came out, Megan and I had gone to the movies to see it. And then as we were leaving the cinema. You were there, gal, and you were going in to see it with a girlfriend, <laughs> and we just and we just decided that yeah, let's go see it again. Oh, so we just right. turned around and walked in with you yes. and set up the cinema's chockers. They've sold tickets and t- the two people couldn't get into because we just walked in and sat in the back row with you guys and watched yep. it again straight yep. afterwards. So I saw it three times in the first four days. So my love affair with Saving Private Ryan goes very deep. Well, okay. that, that was my hit as well. That's what yep. I had. Yep. Which is a pretty, it was a pretty easy Which game. girlfriend was it, Gal? Was it a short-term <laughs> one or a long-term one? Was it a 10? Was it a 9? What oh, What do you remember? Po- please, Morgs. <laughs> you gotta, we got to stop this false narrative that comes out. 
Okay, nineteen ninety eight. False narrative. Nineteen ninety eight. No, we should, we should talk about this being the wedding singer. We should talk about a bloke that writes songs. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a bloke that writes songs. Talking about wooing the chicks. We talk about his songs all the time. Maybe, maybe we'll In get fact, a bar. Do you out know later. what was funny? Morgs, you'll appreciate this. Is yeah. that like I remember back to when we first met and I finally talked to you, right? And I was having a chuckle with Gal about that. Do you know that he remembers? The whole fucking song. Oh, he's a fucking. He dude. sung me the whole song. So, of course I do. It's like Ice Ice Baby. You know all the words. <laughs> so, all the words. So, get out, Morgs. Don't I be surprised. I wrote the fucking that, thing and I don't know all the words. Yeah. So. Well, that's not surprising, right? You don't know whether you wiped your bum this morning. But don't be surprised, possibly, if in a kick ass credit song that oh. this comes up. Yeah, right. So anyway, just out there to be, be careful. I'm going to be nicer to the yeah, it's like Be nicer to the G man. Yeah, be nice to the G man. He's always got one over okay, with have... his fucking memory cock. <laughs> Nineteen. I just, I just got that up the sleeve, but I, yeah, there, there is a there has been moot today. Uh, Mate, I was blown away. A song in the key of yeah. You've got a moot. <laughs> <laughs> sleeper. Nineteen ninety eight. Sleeper. Basketball. Yeah, I saw that basketball. Yeah. South Park Brains, Trey, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, two childhood friends develop a brand new sport, a melding between basketball and baseball. It's really freaking funny. It is so just off the charts, typical South Park humor. It's quite lewd. It's quite rude. But it's if you've not seen it, which I'd be surprised if no one wouldn't have, it's really worth visiting. It's yeah, hilarious. There's some wrong parts in that. Very movie, wrong. I remember watching it go, oh, wow. Yeah, very, very wrong. At the time. Wrong. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. Okay, my other sleeper, because I've got two sleepers. This is one for Dan. Out of sight. Clooney and oh, J-Lo. Clooney, yeah. Career bank robber breaks out of jail, shares a moment of mutual attraction with a U.S. marshal that he's kidnapped and spends the time in the boot with. It's really good. Very good. Really, really good. Isn't it a James yeah, Elroy a bit? I can't remember who. Yeah, it is yeah, a James yeah. Elroy mm. bit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay, my, my dud for the year. 1998 dud for the year. The Thin Red Line, Terence Malick, Vietnam War film. If there is a more boring director, <laughs> Terence Malick's. Yes. <laughs> I was also. In oh, that yeah. um, Terence Malick's. If there is a more boring director in the history of cinema, I. I'd love to be is, argued there's against. There's a lot of style there. So he's, he's actually, I don't know if you've seen The Tree of Life, but it's its had a bit of a second wind <laughs> lately with people it shouldn't. suddenly realising that it should be a bit more revered than it was. Yeah, look, it's its different. I mean, right right back to, what was his, Heaven's Gate or Heaven Can Wait? Heaven's it? Gate. Heaven's Gate, Gate. yeah. Heaven's so Gate. It's, he's always been massively about style and a little thin on. I heard a rumour that... The Thin Red Light, he didn't even have the ending written when he went into filming. Like he just literally pointed well, the camera at him and, uh, and, and, and sort of made it up as he went. Well, it was filmed in Australia, The Thin mm. Red Line. It was filmed yeah, it was up on in the Cairns. Was Cairns okay. yeah, yeah, up in Cairns. Mm. Uh, and Woody Harrelson's in it. has got a massive all-star cast. Now, yeah. the thing with Terence Malick's is that he gets massive and incredible casts yeah. because he is this revered filmmaker from within the industry. Mm, I, I've had many an argument with people about how boring he is. And I think people, he's a bit like Wes Anderson, Torps, that people just like him because it's cool to like him. 
No, oh, like, no, you. Just, I, I'm with our friend Nick, Nicholas Torpy on that. I'm a big Wes Anderson's no. fan as well, and he definitely has a lot of style about him. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't compare those two necessarily. But I, I know where you're coming right. from. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're my hits, sleepers, and duds for nineteen. I got another sleeper. Go for it. So Snake Eyes. Is, oh, is a, yeah. That's Nikki a Cage. film. I yeah, Brian De Palma. It's a film I revisit. I reckon once a year. I do, and every time yeah. I'm like, "Fuck, I really like this movie." And then I remember yeah. and I watch it. And yeah, it's just Nick Cage just playing uh, a, a character that is just racked to the eyeballs the whole time. Whilst <laughs> yes. he's racked to the eyeballs the whole time, one would posit. <laughs> Uh, it's just, yeah, Nick Cage just over the top, just giving her a bit. If, we, if you haven't seen it in a while or, heaven forbid, have never seen it, go and check it out. Definitely uh, 1998, farted out some pretty special movies. I'm just looking through it at the moment. There's I, a I've, whole... got, I've got a sleeper. Yeah, I've go, got a sleeper go, go, for go. you. Go, go. The Big Lebowski. Oh. oh of course. The yeah. Big Lebowski. Yeah. I remember the first time I watched it just thinking, that's so odd, but it just grows <laughs> on you and all the characters in it. It's it's a really good movie. I mean, it's very off kilter. Very. I mean, but that, that uh, bowling scene, like the oh mate, it's just so, John Goodman. Bits. John Goodman should have won an Academy Award for that. John Goodman doesn't make a bad movie. I no, he he's an awesome actor. No. Julianne Moore's good in it. Obviously, the dude. Everyone's good in so, it. So Big, yeah. Le- Big Lebowski. Steve Buscemi. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. Yeah. Big Lebowski was yeah. only the ninety eighth um, most most uh, freight makingest movie in in domestically in the states. <laughs> In 98, and at Rounders, I just saw, which is another film I love and probably watch once a year. Um, I want my yes. fucking money, fucking 79. It came in with 22 million. So, pretty- oh, sorry, you're talking about the uh, Malkovich Damon That's right. Norton That's right. films, yes. yeah. not yeah. the not, not autobiography Gows, of Gows, mate. No, not, not the yeah. mate. Right. Oh, yeah, right. That is a good movie, and apparently, that when Malkovich came on, uh, set for the first time and started talking like no one knew what he was saying. Yeah. So it's- <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It, it is very good, actually. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Hey, that dark. man, he's yeah. Marnie. Fuck. Yes. Yeah, awesome. Gretchen Mole. Gretchen Mole, very patient woman until she's not. Um, okay. Anything else? I think we're good there. That's a pretty good list of movies there. Yeah. Okay, well question time. Is Sammy's red leather getup the best costume in cinematic history? <laughs> yeah. It's got 17 zippers on it. It sort of wants to be Michael Jackson, but it's not. Eddie Murphy, delirious, but it's not. Is that the one he wears to the party? Yeah, he wears it twice. So, yeah, he wears it to the first yeah. party with the Michael Jackson yes. gloves. Yeah. yeah, I took that as Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh. Say, say hi to your brother. Say hi to your brother, say Tito. Hi to Tito. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. All right. Wait, I got one, Julia, I got one, I got one yeah. more. I got one more, more point to make about the box office in <laughs> on a 98. Shakespeare okay. in Love came in at 156th place with a $6 million box office there. So yeah. Yeah. That, I think it must have been released in 97 and this is a carryover because that can't be No, no, be it wasn't. Right. Wow. It wasn't. It wasn't. No, no. And it got the awards, mate. It, it was, it was Weinstein. It was Weinstein's yeah. greatest ever accomplishment. Yeah. That or Rose McGowan, one of them. But um, <laughs> Boom dish. Or Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> But probably Jennifer Lawrence, to be honest. But uh, look, yeah, no, a joke, an absolute mark. It was. Uh, I tell you what, it was. It was a absolute education in how to market a film. Yeah, that's what he did. So it should never have won. Saving Private Ryan should have won. Hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, okay, Julia or Holly? Who are you taking? I know we'll probably get to this in quick fire, but do you do you go for the good girl or do you go for the easy catch? I like Holly. I think she's a great sort. 
Holly, the friend. Yeah. Not the ex-wife. Oh, Linda's the ex-wife. Linda's she? the ex-wife. Yeah, not Linda. Yeah. Julia, Drew Barrymore, or uh, Christine Taylor? Who are you taking? Come on, Gail. Christine Taylor. Yeah, okay. Gina, uh, Morgs? Yeah, Julia. No, I don't want either of them. Okay. All right. Fair enough. All right. Okay. So is this the best soundtrack of all time? Now, I'm going to give you something to go against, but I just want to run through the songs that's on this soundtrack. Now, it was released as a two-disc soundtrack. Video Killed the Radio Star. Do You Really Want to Hurt Me? Every Little Thing She Does is Magic. Hold Me Now. Every Day I Write the Book. White Wedding. China Girl. Blue Monday. Past the Duchy. <laughs> Too Shy. It's All I Can Do. True. Space Age Love Song. <laughs> Flock of Seagulls. Private Idaho. You Spin Me Round. Just Can't Get Enough. Love Stinks. You Make My Dreams. Hall of Notes, The Greatest. And Holiday. Right? That's just... And there's more songs on the, on the two you, CDs. You didn't get Don't Stop Believing. No, no, no. Is, listen, listen. Okay. Listen. That's done at the end with the wedding. No, that's oh, at his wedding when he gets wedding. left at the altar. Yeah. So, then there's, so there's songs and renditions that are in the movie that aren't on the soundtrack. 99 Luftballons. Till yep. There Was You. Don't Stop Believing. Boys Don't Cry. All Night Long. Ladies Night. Do You Believe in Love? Huey Lewis. Miami Vice Theme. Hungry Heart, Bruce Springsteen. Wake me up before you go-go. Right? It's hard to argue that this, I don't know it's a slice of 80s, but it's hard to argue it's not the greatest soundtrack of all time. couple that you can think of. Pulp Fiction. Jungle Boogie, You'll Be a Woman Soon. It's an incredible soundtrack. Train Spotting. Lust for Life, Born Slippy, Perfect Day. The Beach. Songs from Blur, Moby, All Saints. And the, the song from All Saints for the beach was an absolute hit. Uh, the song that Moby does for the beach, I think I got married to. This is Spinal Tap and Purple Rain. There's some pretty epic soundtracks there. Does it sit amongst that? Daniel. Oh, oh, my favourite soundtrack at the, at the moment, and I do change it up a bit, but it is from the movie that you can't stand from Richard Lankladder. Everybody wants some that I watch all the time, and a lot of it is yeah. to do with the excellent soundtrack. So, um, I mean, just to, to take a handful, Cars by Gary Newman, Rip It by Devo, uh, Because the Night by Patti Smith, Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> Poe Smith, Bad Girls by Donna Summer, Ladies Night by Cool and the Gang, just a ripping, ripping soundtrack from uh, Yeah, no, that's, that's a good one. So, yeah, that, that's probably my Shit movie, good music. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> G-Man, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you'd, be, the you'd, be you... the, you'd be the Mad Wax soundtrack, wouldn't you? Oh, definitely. <laughs> it's all gang, it's just Ganga Jang's album, isn't it? all yeah. falls down like a house, like a house of cards. Little <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Those angry words. <laughs> um, yes, that's just Ganga Jang. So that, I listen to that album a lot. Uh, getting back to your question, this movie is just pure 80s songs. Yeah. Very different to some of the other ones you said. Yeah. It's just a little bit more contemporary, I guess, yeah. or a bit different. As just 80s, then yes, this is right up there. Are there yeah. any other movies you can think of that are just I, pure 80s? Well, I think this sort of sets the – this sort of starts the trend of diving back into the decade, right? Yeah. Because there's quite a few movies after it that use it. And even now today, quite a few movies get made that are uh, with very strong 80s soundtracks. It's a great decade for music. 
It really is. The it's, it's very eclectic. Stranger, Stranger Things did well with their music, I thought. Yes. So yep. that, was, that was another one that borrowed heavily from its, its time frame. Absolutely. Well, let's move into the categories. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We're going to start with the G-Man tonight. The good. What do you got? Good luck finding a DJ. <laughs> Shake and move like this. John Lovett. John Lovett is awesome. Yeah. That song is so good. Oh, God. That was my ringtone. When I had the video shop, that was my ringtone. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I, I love that whole song. Shaka Khan! What's the song he sings? Is it? What? What, this is ladies' night. Yeah, this ladies', is ladies, ladies <laughs> night, and the feelings right. Oh, this is ladies' night. Oh, what a oh, what a night. I just I love sophisticated mama. <laughs> John Lovitz is so oh, good, so good, it's so very good. funny. The other one I got is the the quick scene of the DeLorean. Yes, when Glenn comes out and picks her up when she's drunk. How good's the, the music de- in the DeLorean? How good's the music yeah. playing when he opens the door? The yeah. Miami Vice theme. Yeah, yeah. Nah, reruns. Conversely, that was my bad. Conversely. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Yep. Was his Miami Vice outfit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anything else? No. No. Okay. Dan, what do you got? Uh, I just had, I, I always like it when you find out that uh, a, a comedian, a star, an actor can actually sing and uh, it makes it quite enjoyable. So Adam Sandler is, uh, was, was very enjoyable for all his renditions, but when he wrote his own songs, I thought that that was where he really came to his own. Um, and he reminded me of uh, Eddie Murphy and his, my girl wants to party all the <laughs> party time. All the time party, party all the time. party all the time. Party all the time. No, it was just good to see. He had a bit of talent. Um, reminded myself of myself. I was actually going to learn the chords for his... Um, What's the what's the one that love sucks? I want to grow old with you. Yeah, I want to grow old. Oh, oh, love yeah. stinks. Yeah, love sucks. I was going to learn it to love stinks and and sing it tonight, but it couldn't be fucked. So maybe I'll do it in okay. a future episode. But yes, enjoyed enjoyed Adam's uh, musical talents for sure. Yeah. Is it is it also because he looks uncannily lucky with that hairdo? It's, <laughs> and it, it is an excellent hair. I actually he's made with a mustache. I reckon he's more me, but um, Sammy. this was good. Yeah, yeah. No, that that's a good blowaway buff. That one. Yeah. My good is the opening scene. So, again, we start essentially, they they hide a montage within a musical number and you just get to see what's going on at the wedding. You get to understand what he does. You get to see what he's doing, how good he is. I love it. And they use a whole song, bold move, the whole song, and it's cracker. All right, straight away you're like, yeah, this guy rocks. Robbie, he's the man. Love it. Love the soundtrack. I've already mentioned that. Love the 80s. Just love the '80s, the greatest decade of all time. Unbeatable. It's it's without doubt, without doubt. Uh, I think the the lead Sandler and Barrymore, their chemistry is is great. And I've got another couple of scenes. I, I've already said everything about Sammy. I just love Sammy's best mate. I love it when he. <laughs> and we'll get it to when, when he's trialing to be the limo driver, and he has to get out and he's running with the dummy and he shoves <laughs> her in the thing and then he goes, but you, he goes, but you just you know you just run over some cones like a bit people. But they were cones. <laughs> <laughs> and they just walk off. Yeah. It's so good. He goes, he's going to get the job anyway. I love John Lovitz. But the the wedding, the first wedding back when he's depressed and he's seeing Madonna's holiday. Yes. Holiday. It is so fucking funny. Yeah. And then the, the running with the father of the groom. It's just so good. You are the worst wedding singer I've ever seen. It's just 
it's the best. I just they're, they're my good. It, the, the first the first third of this movie is excellent. Yeah. The first third of this movie is really excellent. It does suffer in the middle third from a bit of romantic comedy trope. Well, it has to go through yeah. the, the the typical recipe for sure. For formulation sure. of a movie. But yeah, the first part's always yeah. The, the first third is amazing. Uh, okay, so what do you got for bad? We'll go with you, Dan, to start with. Well, I think you, you both just. Just nailed it in one. If it's like a paint my numbers film, if you really break it down, what's happening? It's it's every single romantic comedy that's ever lived, which is just being thrust into this setting that he's painted into the eighties. So it's it's got. I mean, a, a five year old would have seen these tropes before and would be able to predict what's going to happen next in the film, down to them finding other partners, them not them both not realising their love for each other until right at the end, blah, blah, blah. It's just uh, unfortunately, if you, uh, if you look at it critically, that, that it's, very, um, it, it's very apparent that it is a very, very basic and exhaustive plot line that comes out of the 1930s um, romantic comedies that uh, the sort of went away for a while but came back with a vengeance in the 80s and 90s and, uh, and, and to this day. So, yeah, that was, that's probably a shame when you look at the movie critically to realise how, how basic it is. Yeah, absolutely. G-Man? Glenn's mate. <laughs> oh, the party oh, the You're one- going to be so wasted. You oh. don't know what's going on anyway. He's a tool bag. Oh, yeah, he's a tool bag. He's a tool bag. There's a few tool bags in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Alabama Slammer. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See you at the bar. Yeah. That that Miami Vice outfit is oh, so bad. He loves it's almost it. good. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a highlight. The, the jacket sh- T-shirt. Yeah. I've got Robbie's voice. Just not his singing voice. Just his talking voice. Yeah. He, he doesn't move his it's teeth. Really, yeah, it's, like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's understated uh, and uh, it just talks uh, a bit like I this. Think, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think agree. Yeah, yeah, that graded on me and this, it's, this uh, watch for sure. And, and I actually thought that he, he could have been a um, he could have been a ventriloquist dummy. Like it, his mouth never moved when he spoke. And I actually really started to focus on it on the second half of the movie. I'm like, he just doesn't move his teeth. He yeah. doesn't open his mouth. It's only when he sings does he open his mouth to project. Everything's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, come on, mate. Like, you're better than this. That annoyed me a little. Uh, I've also got, well, I've got Sandler's wig as bad, but it's so bad that it's sort of good. Yeah. But it's a, it's a bad wig, but he wears it well. He's got the right head for that wig. Sort of, he pulls it off. Uh, okay. Ugly. Anyone? Uh, G-Man, we'll start with you. Anything for ugly? No, I didn't have anything for ugly. Okay. Morgs, anything for ugly? Yeah. So when he's talking to Linda <laughs> and Linda says to him, I, I just realised that I don't love Robbie now. I love Robbie six years ago when you were in a band and you had your spandex on. That would put, take him into 1979. And there was no hair metal in 1979. <laughs> Fucking bullshit. I don't know. He, it, it's great. It's been like in the back of my mind every time I've seen this movie, knowing that there was something that wasn't quite right. And finally, bam, it got me this time around. So Linda... And uh, Adam Sandler, you fucked that one up. Yeah, okay. I've got one. I've got the bride at the first wedding looks like a Rancher Sanchez Vicario. <laughs> she does. Is she the one with the headband? With the headband. Yeah, the headband. <laughs> <laughs> she, if you go back and look at it, she is a spinning image of a Rancher Sanchez Vicario. In fact, this there could have been a documentary of her wedding. Right? I actually think it might. I, I didn't go through the credits. I wouldn't be surprised if she's a Rancher Sanchez. And they the ones that are sitting on, on the big on the big chairs. On those yeah, big. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no, no. that's the second oh, one the when second he's one. miserable. Yes, she's yes, the yes. first one when when Steve Buscemi gets up and goes, "Yeah, he wasn't all a good guy." I, mean, I think you call them 
prostitutes. Like, <laughs> well, Scammy's awesome in this too. He's I want to add, add him into my good. Yeah, yeah. uncredited. Uncredited. Yeah. I'm a person too, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, wedding singer. <laughs> yes, totally yeah, agree. Good. Oh, no, Ranks Chat Sanchez Victoria. I have yep. not uh, thought yep. of that name in many years. So well, There you go. Played. That's what I'm here for, to dredge up Remember terrible where memories. Remember you, you could name the top 10 male and female tennis players in the world quite easily? Uh, yeah. I couldn't. I don't think I'd, I'd really struggle to name one female and uh, and more than three males. So it's uh, no. it's ridiculous. Well, it's, there was so much less to do in the nineties. That's right. There was less sports. There was less stuff to entertain us with. We watched a lot of tennis back then. We did. A lot of tennis. We did watch a bit of tennis. Yeah, we had a lot of spare time. Uh, okay, I've also got ugly. I've got the final scene on the plane is really, really ultra, terribly corny. Yes, but I still found myself drawn into it. But it's just it has to be mentioned how. A bit. Where, where did he get the guitar from? Well, it's Billy's. It's Billy's. It must be Billy's. But he's got it on. In oh, the plane. Billy can do what he wants. Yeah. So you I know, did first class passengers get to do whatever they want. Until this viewing, I always thought that was a Billy Idol impersonator in the film. <laughs> I did honestly did not know it was the actual Billy Idol until this yeah. viewing, and I did a bit of research. I was like, oh fuck, because I thought yeah. hey, he looks so bad. He looks he looks kind of like Billy Idol, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's because it was Billy Idol. He's not far from the worst NRL grand final either. Mm. Found a few years later, doesn't yeah. do Meat, that. Meatloaf was AFL. Meatloaf was yes. AFL. Yeah. yeah, that's the worst performance of all time. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, our kick-ass credit songs are better than these yeah. performance. But uh, yeah, no, look, and there was Chekhov's Billy Idol at the start of the movie yeah. too, and the what, when, <laughs> which I chuckled on. I go, oh, Chekhov's Billy Idol. There we go. Okay, enough for the uh, for good, the bad, the ugly. Let's move into Morgz's quick fire. Yes, take it away, Dan. F wits. Let's get right into this quick fire. First up, it's That's Not a Knife from uh, Crocodile Dundee. You all know the scene. You all know what Michael J. Crocodile Dundee does with his knife. And he, he does take apart a jacket very similar to Sammy's, if uh, you do remember. But that scene managed to pass over into popular culture. Did anything from The Wedding Singer? I throw it to you boys go. Oh, Look, I'm going to say no, apart from the the use of 80s songs. It's real. I think this movie paved the way for a real high rotation of 80s music moving forward in movies. Even now, like I've got one for if you like this, which is actually a pretty modern movie. But but other than that, from a scene perspective, none. Nah, Zero. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Yeah, nothing really took me. Philip Stuckey from Jason Alexander's character in Pretty Woman as a massive douchebag. Anyone in this movie that really reminded you or uh, was in the same vein, a bit of a dipshit. Oh, Glenn Goulier. Glenn and his mate. Yeah, Glenn's I'm mate. with Gow and Glenn's mate because Glenn Goulier is a knob, but Glenn's mate is just a, he's a uh, psychophant on the knob. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. going to agree with you on that one, G-Man. Yep, good call. Uh, next one's a cast of Caddyshack for a favourite film of one uh, John J. Hightower, uh, who loves that film but agrees that most of the cast don't actually agree on what film they're in. So was there anyone in this film you thought was probably wasn't quite sure what was happening and didn't get the tone and, and thought they were in another film entirely? Uh, 
I didn't think he was bad in the role. I thought he was good as the brother-in-law, but I can't get out of my head looking at, at Tommy Carbone not hanging up in the meat truck. Like every time I see him, I just seem frozen in the yeah. back of the Goodfellas. Oh, I one hundred percent agree, Gal. I I I don't know why he's in the movie. I don't understand it. I do, it's very strange. It, it's setting him up for that bit he does about Sandler's sister, uh, Robbie's sister, and yeah. they like to get yeah. freaky, but he doesn't really. Say anything yeah, the terribly nipple play. damning. Yeah. Anyway, got, yeah, it's he's like, got to move out of there. Yeah, so he's got to move out of there. Totally it's agree. A funny, it's a funny, strange. I think part. it's a funny casting because you're so used to seeing him in in some of those wise guy roles, those mafia roles. But he's actually quite quite liked in the role. It just it's so out of place because you're so used to seeing him. Yeah, agreed. Other iconic things. I think everyone else is pretty onto it. The old duck yeah. was definitely going for it. There was uh, she was definitely certainly over the top, but uh, I'm going to give well, her, she give was, her a pass. She was she eighty. Was con- so. well, she was con- she was probably thinking this is my last shot. Yeah. Wait, she um she passed away in 2015 at the age of 101. Wow, well wow. played. Yeah, so she made a fair way. She was a that. clean yeah. living hip, 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 hip. <laughs> Excellent. Uh next I'll tell you what, mate, if- I'll tell you what, the whole the whole penis scene. I was crying. I've forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, Ripley running. All hail Sigourney Weaver in our favoured flick, Aliens. She's brilliant. We love strong female leads, but she cannot run for shit. Was there anyone in this film that uh, displayed a very poor athletic prowess that we need to remind our fellow F-wits of? Oh, what about the old diggers punch? <laughs> yes. That yes. was... I used to be much stronger I used stronger to be much that. stronger. <laughs> I think yeah. that was uh, reasonably pathetic. Yes, uh, I'm going to give you that. Gow, anyone for you? No, no, that's it. Yeah, brilliant. All right, Robot Sentries, we stay with Aliens for an extra scene that you might want to see that tells us a bit about the universe that Robbie inhabits with his mates in New Jersey. Uh, I, I mean, I don't think I needed to know anymore. There was enough Captain Exposition in there to tell us what we needed to know. Boys, anything you, you wanted to see? No. Uh, agreed. Agreed with you there, Nothing. Most. And we, we kind of did Whitey's Brad Pitt earlier, but uh, was there anyone else that really stood out for you guys? So, I, I mean, I couldn't get past Gertie when I was looking at Drew Barrymore, so that definitely counted her out. Um, ben Stiller's wife, yeah, she, she was just Marsha, yes. Marsha, Marsha. But good sort. Um, the dudes, there wasn't really any dude that, that stood out that nah. would Brad Pitt it for nah. you. So Linda, Linda, no. Linda was the one for me. Uh-oh. I like Christine Taylor. I'm sure they're stoked yeah. if they're listening to this and they're like chalking it up as one for them. <laughs> so, uh, that was quick fire. Thank you, Okay, Wait. well done. Good quick fire. And we're going to move into a listen uh, to this. Uh, the G-Man, we'll start with you. What do you got? All right. I got here a, a bit of uh, sliding doors on Glenn Goulier. So that role mm. was originally written Five with, nine, huh? <laughs> with Jim Carrey in mind. But um, yeah, they they um, they also wanted so Frank Caracci actually wanted Christopher McDonald to play it, but Adam Sandler pushed back on that because he just said, "Mate, you're just going to be known as Shooter." He's too old too. Uh, well, that was the other thing. He's yeah. 20 years older than Drew Barrymore, yeah. but he just said, "No, you, you're kind of typecast as that doing another movie with me." So he um, he hasn't appeared in anything else. I don't think without it, he, you know he, they're friends, but I don't think he could get him past that. She's so that, good in Shooter, iconic. Yeah, he, that, it, that iconic really, dickhead, just so good. But yeah, that's my one. Okay, what about Carrie Fisher, Judd Apatow, and Adam Sandler worked unscript, uh, like uncredited on the script? So Carrie Fisher was brought in to beef out the romance side of it and write the, the female character for Drew Barrymore. She was quite a script doctor, Carrie Fisher. Yeah, she, she did a lot, lot of stuff super, in the background. Super that, talented, rest in peace. Yeah, no one knew what about. A, yeah, no one knew a, about. Um, and, and an author as well. And, yeah, really interesting yeah. cat. Yeah. Cat S. Kitten, Definitely. in fact. Definitely. <laughs> 
Cat is. Cat is. Right, okay. So uh, Robbie tells Linda uh, at one point, get out of my Van Halen T-shirt before he jinxed the band and they break up. Uh, David Lee Roth left Van Halen in 85. So she apparently jinxed the band and David Lee Roth <laughs> that, that was a good and they became Van, Van Hager, yeah. which I think is a better version than the, Van, than the Lee Roth Van Halen. Myself. And Steve Buscemi and John Lovitz's performances are uncredited as well, but in the credits they are put as sung by John Lovitz and yep. Steve Buscemi for yep. their two songs that they do. Obviously, Buscemi does uh, True at the end of the movie and for John Lovitz's Ladies' Night, which is probably the, one of the highlights of the movie. It's great. Yeah. It's a great scene. Yeah. And you mentioned the DeLorean, which was, DeLorean. you know, uh, came out in the same year. It was 85 when Tom uh, Back to the Future comes out in 85, so. Yep. Uh, another quick one was Betty White was considered for the role of Rosie. Yeah, now, yes. Now I could see that. Yeah. I mean, Betty White could play that very, very easily. Absolutely. Well, she plays a similar role to, to that in um, Lake Placid. Yes. Where she's, yes, the, yes, she's, yeah. she's the one who's feeding the, the alligator. Yeah. And what about that when Robbie and uh, Julia first kiss, they have that church tongue kiss. Uh, they're actually, the music in the background is I Want to Grow Old With You, which is. Yes, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which is the, the song that the he song sings, that yeah. sings at the, at the end. Uh, what about you, Dan? You got anything for listen to this? Oh, just you mentioned the soundtrack. So it was actually number one in Australia, the Wedding Singer soundtrack album. So did resonate with uh, our fellow Antipodean F-Wits. So that was interesting. And it was also made into a musical recently, which it was performing in Australia. I think it may have had some issues I with saw COVID. It. Oh, you went and saw it. Please. Yeah, I saw it. Tell us. Tell us about okay. it. Okay. So I it played at Hota and Megan and I went and saw it. We'd had a date night, just her and I. Yep. Maybe, maybe six or eight months ago. Mm. And it's terrible. Yeah. I actually wanted to leave. Yeah. There are. I was hoping that it would be effectively. We well, got all these amazing songs, mm. right? So make the musical around the songs and sing the songs and do the movie and all. But no, and it must be a rights issue and it must be just a financial decision that they went. Oh, I'm it's sure all it is. original songs. Yeah, yeah. It's all original songs. It's really rubbish. Uh, wow. I actually did not enjoy it at all. And I'm a big musical guy. You I are. Love a bit of. You are. I love a musical. I, I've seen heaps of them live, yeah. and I was really pumped about this. And it was shit. Yeah. I, even Megan said it was shit. I did, uh, unfortunately, feel that would be the case. So, yeah, that, I thought that yeah. was interesting, though. But, yeah, I think you're right. It would have been just prohibitively expensive to try and use those tracks yeah. in, in it. So, yeah. instead, they wrote shit ones. Yay. Yeah. Not good at all. Quotables. Uh, G-Man? <laughs> we'll start with you. Oh, can right. I go first? I've only got one. Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> go. go, Dan. It's, yeah, I mean, just, it's, it made me crack up in the, in the revisit. But when the little king says... Hey, Linda, you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Gal said that about 400 times. In, uh, in, well, in- <laughs> that was the only that was the only one I wrote down to say. <laughs> and then and then he after he goes, he might have Tourette syndrome. We're looking <laughs> yeah, into we're it. we're looking into it. <laughs> <laughs> cuckoo's nest, cuckoo's nest. Oh, hey, Linda, good. you're a bitch. You're oh, a bitch. So it's the best. <laughs> so good. Uh, okay, okay, I've got a couple then. Uh, I love. Robbie, when he starts, uh, love stinks. Cindy and Scott are newlyweds. Whoopity do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then um, I love it when Glenn, after Glenn punches uh, Robbie on the street, and he goes, "You know, you should write a song about this. You could call it I got punched in the nose for sticking my face in other people's business." <laughs> and the old man in the bar goes, "Sounds like a country song." <laughs> 
and he does a little Wait. jig when he says it too. He's such a cock. Oh, I know. Oh. He's such a wanker. Yeah. And then I just had the, I've already used it, the, there were cones. <laughs> I used to love that. Mate, That's very I funny. laughed at the end when Buscemi's singing. He's singing true oh. at the end. Yes. I know this much is true. Oh, yes, I do. Robbie and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, very, very good. Very, very good. Okay, that's about enough for that. What about? Film school for F-wits. Take it away, Dan. Yes, fellow F-wits. I just, this week I thought we'd look at the filmography of Adam Sandler because he has been so prolific. And recently he's done a, a deal with Netflix, which looks like all he has to do is point a camera at his mates uh, and just, <laughs> I reckon they write the scenes of the morning each day of the shoot. He just churns out absolute pizzle and gets hundreds of millions of dollars for it. But in and amongst the shite, there is some gold. So I thought we'd look at, we're just going to go through really quickly. And I'm going to, I'm going to start in 1995 because he did a few movies before then. But I think for us, Billy Madison is probably where it kicked off with us uh, noticing Adam Sandler. So I just, we're going to do it real quick though, because we could be here forever. So all I want from you guys is skill, pig swill, or Jack and Jill. So skill, obviously, if it's skill, I am skill. It is skill. The movie is skill. Nick is skill, etc. Uh, pig swill for it's you know it's pretty shit. You'd feed it your pigs. It's uh it's not good. And Jack and Jill, which is actually a movie by Adam Sandler, which Rotten Tomato has as the worst movie on record on Rotten Tomato. So Jack and Jill would be. Is there anything comparable to that uh, anti zenith of a film that he created? So let's kick it off. We're going to start in 1995. So all I want from you is skill, pig swill, or Jack and Jill. Billy Madison, go. Ah, uh, pig swill. Pig swill. Pig swill, excellent. All right, next one, nineteen ninety six. I think we're gonna go, we're gonna go up a bit. Happy Gilmore for me, it's a skill. 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 Three skills. It's a skill. Yeah, excellent. Um, Whitey, favorite favorite scene in Happy Gilmore? Oh, there's there's not a uh, to me to me it's a lot of it is the is Ben Stiller. Yeah, Ben Stiller in the old in the old folks' home is very good. But anything with Shooter McGavin. Yeah, anything yeah. with Shooter McGavin. He is unbelievably good. Bye bye, huh? You're fired. <laughs> There's just so many good lines oh, in that movie. God. Like, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces of shit for breakfast? Completely ad lib. So Skill, three yeah. skills. Uh, bullet Stay out of my way. Bulletproof in 96. Do you guys remember Bulletproof? It was a bit of a buddy cop yeah, one. Damon Waynes. Yeah, Damon, Damon Waynes. I'm going to give it pig swill. Pig swill for me. Pig swill. Yep, nice. Wedding Singer, 1998. I'm going to reserve this. I think we should hang on. Good to think yep. this is the whole yeah, point of the fucking yep. podcast. We might uh, we might stop there. Do you remember Dirty Work? Yep. With um, It was directed by Bob Sajid. I don't remember it, so I can't really give it a... No, uh, I don't remember. No. I don't remember Dirty Work. No, but in, uh, in 1998, uh, there w- it was actually also released The Waterboy, which I'm going to give a skill. I haven't seen it for a long time, but it's going to get a, a hard skill it, from me. It gets a skill. It's a skill. It's good. Yeah, definitely skill. Waterboy's great. Yeah. Excellent. Good, funny movie. Uh, then was Big Daddy. Now, I remember that being a bit pig swillish. So he was Sonny Koufax in that one. Uh, a bit mm. schmaltzy with that little kid that ended up on Friends as Ross's kid later yep. on. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, pig swill for me. Swill. Swill. Uh, swill. Then into, uh, this is more a, a Rob Schneider bit, but Juice Bigelow, male gigolo. So he actually had a voice cameo <laughs> in this one. So I'm going to give it pig swill. Uh, do you guys think any any better of this than I remember? 
Oh, look, it's it's funny. It's funny in bits. There's funny bits. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm swirl with that. I'm there's, swirl with it. There's some, yeah. All right. There's some well, good and some bad. Okay. Big swirl. Only one in, in 2000. Freak! <laughs> Only one in 2000. Little Nicky. Um, uh, that, that's Jack and Jill. Yeah, Ooh, Jack, Jack and, and Jill. Jill. Okay, why so yeah. why so bad? Yeah, uh, Whitey. It's just it's just shit. His voice in it. I, I I'm not big with Sandler putting voices on because he does that ridiculous voice that he do from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and I hate it. And I just think Little Nicky is is terrible. It's a steaming hot pile of thud. Yeah, I think I've watched. I think I watched it once when it yeah. came out because it's Adam Sandler. And I was like, yeah. oh, I got to watch his next next instalment. And and yeah, not a good movie. Not shit ass. All right, excellent. 2001, there were two films that he was he executive produced and had a cameo in Gal. First one was Joe Durte. The next one was The Animals. So, uh, look, we're going to pass those because he wasn't he didn't actually wasn't credited as a performer in that one. So, we're going to go right through to 2002. Mr. Deeds, uh, Skill, Pigswill, or Jack and Jill? I'm going to give it Pigswill. Pigswill for me. Well, I'm on the fence between Skill and Pixel. Oh, Pixel. We'll go with Pixel. All right. Uh, it's, it's got some funny bits. I, I don't mind that movie. It's got some funny bits in it. Here's where, it's a typical Adam Sandler movie. It though. is. It is. Here's, here's where it gets interesting, though. Um, Whitey, Paul Thomas Anderson pops up as uh, not, not a favoured by Whitey, probably not as uh, reviled as Wes Anderson, his brother, not his brother, um, but Punch Drunk Love. So Adam Sandler's turn in a serious acting role with a, a bit more dramedy, I guess. But I'm going to give it skill. What, do, what did you guys think? I, I, I'm probably erring. I'd err on skill, but it's probably pig swill for me. Ooh. It's just, it's okay. Like, I like I love PTA. I think he's a great director. Yep. I, I just, yeah, I, I'm not huge on punk truck love, to be honest. I've seen it once. Gow? Gow's not seen it. He's conspicuous I'm, in his absence. I'm abstaining from voting on this one. Oh, all right. Well, we, we won't dive into that, but if we do, I would recommend you go and check that out. Um, also in 2002, The Hot Chick. Uh, it was a cameo appearance in that one, but that was when the Wayans dressed up as white chicks. Is that that one? Or is that called white no, chicks? No, it's the hot, the, hot, the hot chick is Schneider again in a role. Oh, yeah, film. that's right. I'm going to give it's, it. It's, it's, a, it's big swill. It, it's Swill. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Swill. Swill. Excellent. All right, 2003, let's keep cranking. Anger management? Skill. Yeah. I don't mind anger management, Good flick. Jack Nicholson. Good flick. Skill. Um, yeah. I, I liked like it. There's yeah. some funny bits. There's some really yeah. funny bits in that movie. Yeah, I didn't mind that. It's mm. good. Uh, 2004 was a good one for me. 50 First Dates and Spanglish, and I'm going to give both of them skill. Uh, I like I like fifty first dates. It's it's a skill. I'm I'm pig swill for Spanglish. Okay. Yeah, the same same with me. Same with me. I really liked fifty first dates. Those two have got good chemistry. We talked about earlier. Spanglish is okay. Spanglish was. I remember watching it, thinking it was okay. I'm neither here nor there with that one. All right, uh, two thousand five, the longest yard. So a remake of a remake of a remake. Um, I don't remember thinking much of it. Uh, could probably take a leave it. Don't think I'll be watching it again. I think I Marie Kondoed that fucker many years ago. I'm going to give it a pig swill. What do you guys think? I give it skill. I watched it about three months ago. It's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. There's the, some there's some good actors in it. Some good parts. Yeah, in so, it. But, yeah. but the, the um, original with Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds is, Reynolds is in it as well. And then they, oh, it's they a great made movie, a Vinnie Jones one about soccer, football uh, as well. Yes. Like it, it's definitely been made and remade several times. So yes, yeah, absolutely. look, I might have been a bit harsh. I wouldn't call it skill, but um, yeah, probably something. No, nah, well, it's 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 not it's not big swill, but it's, it's in between. It's sort of yeah. in between there. Um, look, this guy has done so many bloody movies. I'm just going to – I'm going to just pick a few out of here. So funny people. So, again, more of a dramedy role, a Judd Apatow bit 
where he played a uh, a comedian opposite Judd's real life wife, with um, also with Seth Rogen in there. I think it's skill as really enjoy funny people. I've I've watched it recently as well. What do you guys think? Yeah, I like it. It's skill. Yep, skill for me. Excellent. Yep. Grown ups franchise. Uh, it hasn't uh, hasn't played on my TV yet, but I can imagine with kids, it's something that might have crossed your screens. Uh, that was two thousand and ten. Yeah, I've watched them a lot. Yeah. I like Grown Ups, the original one. The first one's excellent. It's funny because there's a lot of banter between all of them as mates, and I think that's yeah. what makes it funny. Yeah. And they're, they're all very friendly off screen. Yeah. I they're all so, mates. Yeah. They're all mates. That's the, a skill the, for me on that one. The second one is sort of jumps yeah. the shark a bit, but it's still it's got some good bits in it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's the same old joke. It's like got that yeah. fucking Taylor Lautner from Twilight yes. who is horrific, and they play like the college kids who are macho, and oh, it's yeah. just annoying. Uh it's watchable, but the first one is excellent. Uh, grown-ups, grown-ups skill. Yeah. Excellent. Blended. You mentioned that before, Whitey. So you thought that that was It's, an, it's another enjoyable. one I took. I haven't I seen took it. The kids, yeah. Yeah, I took the I kids to it. the movies to see it. Uh, look, it's it's not ideal. It's Barrymore and, and Sandler again. They're two single parents who take who end up inadvertently going on holiday together. Uh, it's it's pretty funny. Like It's got – it's actually pretty funny. It's, a, it's not a great movie, but it's one of those ones where you can – just have a laugh. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't mind. I'll give it skill. I, I, I've seen it quite a few times. All right. We'll take, times we'll take your word. Pixels. Oh, I, I really wanted to like this, yeah. uh, but I'm giving it pig swill. Yeah. I really wanted to like it, but it's pig swill. Yeah. Yep. No idea. Yeah. Excellent. Joshy would probably like that. Yeah. Joshy would like that. Excellent. All right. Well, look, wrapping it up, this is it gets into the Netflix years pretty soon when The Ridiculous Six is released. So I tried to watch this. I'm going to give this Jack and Jill. Uh, it was fucking atrocious. And I just, I, obviously, he's getting paid a heap. He gets to put his mates in the movies with him. But why is really the only question that comes out of that particular, um, particular flick for me. Did, did you boys see it any differently? Jack and Jill. Yeah. Jack and Jill. I, I have heard I haven't seen it. I've heard Jack and Jill, but it actually made a heap of money. It's terrific. Like it's one of the highest grossing Netflix movies. Wow, it's terrific. I wouldn't. I w- but it might just that might have just played on the the star power. Terrific. Oh, of yeah. course it did. But um, yeah, d- well, it was his first Netflix foray. Yeah. Yeah. So no one knew what they were getting themselves into, and it's shit house. Now Noah Noah Bombark, which uh, I I generally enjoy his films, but I couldn't I couldn't finish the Meyerwitz stories, new and selected. Uh, I don't know why did you, I don't think it would have been something you would have gravitated towards. I didn't, towards even, G-Man, I didn't even watch it. Yeah, didn't no, I don't, it. Uh, look, I wouldn't wouldn't recommend it. Um, let's murder. I don't even know what we're talking about. <clears throat> murder mystery. Have you seen that one recently? Why do you might have seen that? Yeah, I've seen it. I didn't like it. They've just released a second one on Netflix, Murder Mystery Two. Uh, uh, Luke watched Murder Mystery, really liked it, but I thought it was terrible. I didn't get through it. Yeah, no. I, Jack and Jill. Yeah, Jack and Jill. Uh, good enough for yep. me. And the last one, um, well, sorry, last two. He's, he's released two flicks recently, which I think have been absolutely excellent. The first one is Uncut Gems, uh, which was a Josh, yeah, Josh and Benny Safdie flick. Uh, absolute skill. I had no idea what it was going to be like, and uh, I would encourage everyone who listens to this to go out and watch it it's tonight. A hard watch. Yeah, it's it's a great flick, but super. Yeah, really different. Not what I expected, and I don't want to give anything away. Yeah. But you should go and watch it. And Hustle was the most recent flick I've seen. Oh yeah, Hustle was great. Skill. Hustle is a thousand percent skill. That yeah. is a great movie. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, excellent. That let's yeah. uh, what let's leave it there. But that I mean, we could go on forever. I I literally left left out about thirty films that. 
we could have been uh, talking about. But I guess what I wanted to point out was just I don't know that there's a director, actor, performer that has such troughs and valleys between his performances and quality of movie. Like there is a, a, to be to call a film Jack and Jill, which is in homage to his own film Jack and Jill, which is the worst movie on record. Um, but then to, to do things like Uncut Gems and and um, and and uh, Happy Gilmore and Hustle and Punch Truck Love and some films that are absolutely excellent. It is quite amazing that someone is able to uh, to to still thrive having done such such shit and uh, and such incredible films as well. There's a there's a bit of Eddie Murphy in there. It's, it's, that's probably a good point. Like Eddie, yeah, like Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Uh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy's done a lot of good stuff, and then he's got some real crackers in there. Absolutely, and maybe it's a comedian thing. Maybe because it, it's so difficult to have a great comedy movie. I mean, maybe you just do a heap of misses until you get the uh, the occasional uh, absolute skills. So, yeah, anyway, that was it. Um, well, he's, he's very prolific, old mate Adam Sandler. So a few in there, the efforts that we would encourage you to go and see and quite a few that we would say don't fucking bother. Well played. Yeah, well done. Well done. And uh, another great film school for efforts. And we are now moving into kick-ass credit Song. Oh. Stan Bush's kick-ass credit song. This is a Here difficult one Who's because it, it would up? actually fit well uh, a Stan Bush kick-ass credit song in this in this film. So yeah. I think. Well, it, I, I'm I'm on the stage. It was not easy to write yeah. because there's a lot of quality songs that just go around in your head. When you when I was trying to write this, all I could hear was the songs of yeah. the, of the movie. But anyway, I'll give it a crack. So here's here's uh here's my Stan Bush kick-ass credit song. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what the song the name of the song is. I'll just let you work it out. Okay, here we go. Uh, Matt on the stage, kick ass first. I get your medicine when your tummy aches. Build your- no, that's not it. Okay, okay, we'll start again. Here it is. It's called it's called Wedding Singer. I used to wear spandex and sing in a band. I had the pick of the ladies. It was Linda Eidland, a quintessential groupie. She was all for the fame. When I was a wedding singer, she thought I was lame. I was jilted and filtered and left at the altar. That new waitress, Julia, I couldn't falter. Short blonde hair and a rack under there. A dress and Doc Martens, such 80s fare. I was trapped in the friend zone like Whitey in the 90s. I had to change my tact. (laughs) To take off her nighty, I should have banged a mate. She was there for the taking. I wasn't for the quickie. I wanted love making. I'm a wedding singer with a song in my heart. On a plane and my plan is a wedding. I will stop. I will sing her a song from the seats in first class. Billy's mate will bash her boyfriend. Then I'll ravage her ass. I'm a wedding singer and Glenn is a grub. Now, did I hear someone murmur? The Mile High Club. Very good. Well done. That sounds like Um, a G, a G uh, (laughs) joint. It sounds like he wrote he wrote the lyrics and uh, and you sung them. So very very detailed. Yeah, I actually couldn't. I actually really I I couldn't get to any sort of bridge or uh, (laughs) chorus or anything. And I just it was just kept going verse 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 verse. I'm thinking this is like where's my hook? Where's my hook? It's my it's Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, Anyway, jilted and filtered. You like it? (laughs) You like it? And left at the altar. Oh, my God. Anyway, there we go. Another terrible kick-ass credit song. Let's move into star of the show. We'll start with Dan up on the land. Who you got? Yeah, I I mean, Adam Sandler, I think. It would be difficult for anyone else to carry this film as he does. I think it's it's definitely a a star joint for him. And uh, it sets up his partnership with Drew Barrymore, which went on to do at least three or four others uh, together. 
really good chemistry between those two, but very much a, a Sandler, Sandler joint, and uh, that's who I'll give it to. Yeah, good pick, you go. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. I think that their chemistry is really great. That was a big standout for me, but he's sort of the one that pulls us along for sure. Absolutely. And on with that, that's a three from three, Adam Sandler. Uh, okay, so we didn't do one degree of Kurt Russell because there isn't one, so we shall move on to... That's, that's, that's a couple the, of films in a row without our mate Kurt being linked to it. I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting a bit worried. Don't worry. There'll be uh, there'll be quite a bit moving forward, I think, possibly the next six or seven weeks. <laughs> we have a one degree of, Excellent. One degree of Kurt Russell. So we're going to move into the rank bank, and we've got a few options to choose from here. We have got uh, Cursed Van Halen T-shirts. We've got Miami Vice reruns. We've got red leather zipper jackets. We've got drunk best man speeches. We've got black satin sheets. We've got mirrored headboards. And we've got whorish best friends with a heart of gold. Uh, What about leopard print undies? (laughs) Leopard print undies is good. Dan, any 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 suggestions? Yeah, I like the heart of the whorish friend with a heart of gold. So uh, I think that, that's for me. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we'll go with uh, whorish best friends with a heart of gold. So, Gal, how many whorish best friends with a heart of gold are you going to give the wedding singer? I'm giving you this three point five. Three point five. Okay, like uh, it. It's a good movie. It's something you can throw on and have a watch and still have a laugh at. I, I wouldn't be going back to watch it too many times, but it's certainly the rewatch was good. I enjoyed that. Yeah, okay, excellent. And Dan, what about you up there on the land? How many whorish best friends with a heart of gold? Boys, I really struggled with this film. I, I remember it more fondly than I had with this viewing. I really didn't enjoy this reviewing. I, I, I don't know. I was bored as shit. I didn't laugh as much as I thought I remembered. I, I was really struck by how same, same the plot were and all those tropes we talked about earlier in the, in the rom-com. I found it a bit shit, and I'm going to give it a two and a half. So fucking suck that. Wow. Okay. Look at you. Well done. I don't, yeah, okay, I, don't, I okay. don't mean to shit on it, but um, yeah, I just, just well, yeah, got to call it like I see. It's a fuck off, everyone. That's fine. It's, look, our, our job's not easy all the time. Yeah. And, you know, when <laughs> us industry insiders here, sometimes we've got to call a spade a spade. We're going to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. I am I, I am the opposite of you, Dan. This is full of nostalgia for me, this movie. And I'm going to give The Wedding Singer four. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoy this. I'll watch this again. Without a doubt. And so it gets a four whorish best friends with a heart of gold. And we're just going to check on where this actually puts it now in the rank bank, if I can find it. Coming in at 3.33 whorish best friends with a heart of gold. It's in line with Backdraft and just above Tremors with 3.25 land sharks. And that brings us into 35th spot out of 49. 49. Okay, so it's on the it's on the back third. Yep. The sitting, back half. sitting under catch me if you can tombstone, the raid. Yeah, that's about right. Feels, that's where it feels it's about right. Yeah. Yeah, it's above Caddyshack. It's above oh, wow. Caddyshack. It's above when Harry met Sally. It's above Rock and Roller. It's above the Lost Boys. You tried your best, Dan. You tried your best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like where it's sitting. I don't. I don't. I have no remorse yep. yet. Yeah, excellent. No, that's fair enough. If you loved the wedding singer, what are you going to love? We'll start with you, Gia. Well, I mean, the obvious one is to look at something like Fifty First Dates. The same. The same two in it. It's a, it's another nice, easy rom com story. There's a heap of movies out there like this. 
let's leave it at that. I'll, I'll go with Fifty First Dates. Good choice. It's a great movie. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I, this is a film about a wedding singer, but it's not my favourite wedding singer in a movie by uh, by any stretch. And I think that goes to the Dan Band. And Dan uh, band. in order to have oh. the Dan Band, I think you need to go back to old school from two thousand and three. And uh, what that's also a, a film that I, I'm a bit scared to go back and watch again now because I, I was very, very, very fond of it when it when it came out. Uh, it's another one that dips in the middle third pretty badly. It starts big time, starts big time, out hugely yep. strong, and it, you think this is going to be the best movie that's ever been created. Goes to shit a bit when they they do the ridiculous um, the the uni trials for all the uh, all the guys and they're finding the dean and it just gets a bit boring. You're but, my boy, um, Blue. Yeah, You're yeah. my boy. But the, without a doubt, my favourite wedding singer performance is the Dan Band doing total, a total eclipse of the heart. Oh my god, the best! <laughs> Every now and then I get a fucking little bit. Oh, just <laughs> fantastic! They're the best. I'm sure you've all seen that. Netflix, but yeah, go just watch it on YouTube. Just watch that bit if uh, if you're not going to watch the whole flick. But awesome. I was I was watching The Hangover oh, came mate. on and they were at the end of that. They do fame. Oh, they fame. so good. <laughs> they are so good. It's, uh, and it yeah, never it's, got old. Like, it, and it, it just turned up in that that suite of films, and uh, you just he was fantastic. So, yeah, and and old school. Yeah. I could watch the first third of old school a lot. Yes, yeah, old school's great. Okay, so I'm going to keep going on with a cranking '80s soundtrack. I'm going the uh, it might even be 2008 movie uh, Paul with Simon Pegg, Nick Frost about the alien oh, with yeah, Bateman. Yeah, they're in the, uh, they're in the van life. They're in the van life. Yeah. They're, they're, they're sort of nerds who are going to Comic-Con yeah. and they, they end up running into uh, the alien who Seth oh, Rogen yes, plays him and, yes. and Jason Bateman's the man in black after them. And, uh, <laughs> the it's, it's, it's very, very funny. I, I watch this quite what regularly. Made you, what made you think great of that? soundtrack. Well, just the 80s soundtrack. I, I'm a bit, look, I've got a massive heart on for ELO. Yes, a huge do. heart on for ELO. It's you know I do. Jeff Lynne. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, um, they, the ELO bust out a couple great songs in, Paul, right. it just made me think about a good 80s soundtrack. It's got a really good soundtrack to it. So I remember buying you an ELO CD for your birthday because I saw it in the shop. I was like, I'm definitely getting that. Was your dad right. into ELO as well, Whitey? Yeah. 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 He loved it. It started with da- my dad was mm. big yeah. ELO, Supertramp, mm. ELO. Oh, yeah. Two of dad's yeah, best. Yeah, my old man loved Supertramp yeah. in Paris. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. ELO. I was into it as well. Yeah. Yeah, ELO, ELO were massive at, at Amber Whitey there, uh, and <laughs> still today. I, I listen to them quite regularly. Mr. Blue Sky is a quality song. But bangles. Just, oh, bangles. Dad was, my dad was big on the Bangles, but that's a whole other podcast. What's, uh, uh, what's the lead singer okay. about Bangles? Susanna Hoff? Susanna Hoff. She should be 60-odd now. Mate, have you seen still her? Still hot. Mate, still hot. She, looks, she looks 40. Still she looks younger than us. Hot. So on that note, what do you what do you think it is? What do you think it is that gives us our agelessness, <laughs> like me and Susanna Hoff? Like what what is it? Is it <laughs> we're just clean living fuckers? Like what, no, I what, think what, it, what do you reckon it is? I think what's what's helped you a lot, Daniel, is you spent some time in Japan where you lost about thirty kilos <laughs> in about four months. The and shoveling I'm not sure snow that was because yeah, I'm not sure whether you were shoveling snow or where it was being shoveled, <laughs> what kind of snow was being shoveled where, but you definitely lost a lot of weight. Had a good time. Which set you on a path. You did have a good time. Uh, you lost a lot of weight, set you on a path to uh, to a new life. You grew your hair. I think a lot of it's got to do with your hair. I think that you are really, you're a bit Herculean in that way. I think that you're scared to cut your hair for fear of what it might do. Yeah. 
and and I'd be willing I'd be willing to take the risk. <laughs> I would not and I shall not. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Look, we have got a couple well, we've actually got a really big month coming up and we're going to let the cat out of the bag of what's happening next and there's been a bit of a uh, administration error here, but it has been rectified and and we have got our 50th episode coming up in the next episode, which is quite amazing. We're together for 50 episodes. There's only one person here on the panel that's done all 50 and you won't have to think too much who that would be. And what we are going to do, if you don't know us much already, I think maybe after this episode, you'll you'll know really what makes the three of us tick. And we're going to do our top 10 movies. Ooh. Each of us are going to call our top 10. We're going to go start from 10, work down to one. And we're going to go, each of us will, will, will randomly generate what the order will be. And then we'll keep that order all the way through from 10 to 1. So that's going to be our next episode. We, we're going to go, we're going to actually give them a number. Yep, so we're going to go 10, we're going to go 10. 10 to 1. This is 10. And for Jeez, me, that's tough. It's, I've done it. It's very difficult. I've done my list. It's, it's not easy. And some movies I've left out are amazing. But let's, let me put this on it, that it is not what we think are the top 10 best movies of all time. So we could, you know, wankers like Dan might go Citizen Kane, or, <laughs> um, you know, you know, some Wes Anderson Moonlight Kingdom or something like this, right? But Grand Budapest Hotel. what it is, it's our, it's our top 10 favorite movies. And I'm sure they already know there'll probably be two or three, which might cross over, but I'm interested to see what gal you come up with. So um, it's, it's okay I'm, though, if it's a coincidence that my top 10 are the best 10 movies of all time, that that's fine. Well, if you think they are the best ten movies of all time, that's fine. Brilliant. I'm happy Brilliant. with that, okay. Daniel. It's this is this is where what's going to happen is that we're gonna we're going to be able to spend a, a few minutes on each movie as we go through, and we can critique. And we want you guys to tell me why you've picked this movie in this spot, what it means to you, and then we can say whether we think you're a fucking idiot or whether we somewhat agree with you. I'm looking forward okay. to cows. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Mad Wax. <laughs> no sure, Mad Wax. <laughs> Filthy habits. Filthy habits. It, there can be no there, there can all be, down the line. There can be no there can be no documentary surfing movies. Ah, uh, but anyway, so that'll be fun. And then we've got a huge fifty first movie that we're gonna be doing. It's gonna be in the first week of May. It will release it will release on the third of May, which is the day before the fourth of May, which is Star Wars Day. So for our fifty first movie. We're going to be doing Star Wars A New Hope, the original, which is a movie very close to my heart and close to the three of ours. We've spent a lot of time wasted watching that film over the years, some more than others. Mm. So we'll do that one. Interesting that our top 10 is going to be followed by Star Wars. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? It's just the way the numbers the numbers fell. Has, has, and then Daniel, has the, the, the subsequent Star Wars films tainted the original trilogy? I pose that. As a question to our F-wit mates. For me, fucking maybe. I don't know. I'm going to have to think about this. Yeah. I, I silo them completely. I think all three trilogies are in their own silo. Uh, and I think there is one which is the Holy Grail and then the other two which are not Holy Grails at all. The movie we're going to be doing, so you guys can get a bit of ahead of the game, and I'm just going to let Daniel know because he doesn't know this one. We've actually had a request yeah. from 
the Barrel Buyers agent ah, down there. Um, there's a handsome cat, you know, fellow handsome cat, Marston, yeah. a very, a very handsome, yeah. a very handsome. Him and I, cat, and, you know? and 90s gal, could just fucking cut sick. I reckon. Mate, he's still in his prime. That guy, yeah, big time, he's a big good time. Looking oh, just slaying it down there in Barrel. Ooh. Oh mate, yeah. prime Those, Barrel. That Southern yeah, Highlands toddy would just be getting it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we we we're actually he reached out quite a bit ago, and I and he reached out again this week, and we went back and forth, and he I said, mate. Request a movie for us. So he has requested Molly's Game. Oh, yeah. Jessica Chastain. Yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah, quite recent. Relatively new. Yeah. Uh, she's running She's running a uh, the biggest poker game, card game in town. True story. Oh, uh, Very, very good. And uh, Michael Michael Cena, he plays... A uh, yes. he, play, he plays a very famous Hollywood actor that we'll we'll, we'll save it for the pod, but um, yeah, yeah. it's uh, excellent. Good choice, Mister yeah. Byers. So uh, all star all star cast in here. It's an all star cast. It's a cracking film. Idris Elba, Kevin yeah. Costner. So uh, if you at Fritz want to get ahead of the game, Star Wars and Molly's Game are our next two. Uh, we've got our top ten movies. Will be next week for our fiftieth episode, and then not long after that will be our first birthday, which we'll hold back and let you know closer to the date. But it's a good one. You'd like a bit That's of it from you'd us. like a bit of Jessica Chastain, G Man. Mm-hmm. I think That's, Jessica Chastain's my number one at the mm-hmm. moment. You're also a, a secret Fanta Panther. She's got quite an angular face. She's quite classically beautiful. There is some like cheekbones her. going on, I agree. Yeah. I like her a lot. She could be number one. Ooh. I'm sure she'll be excited to hear that. Jessica, you could be my number yeah, one. There's... So again, make a film at Warner Brothers Movie World here on the Goldie and you know, I'll hook you up. Yeah. She'll be on my list. She'll get a hall pass. Get her in studio. Hall pass? I don't want her in studio. Can't perform in front of you. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thank you, Gao. Another great episode from you as always. Good night, everybody. See you next week. Thank you, Daniel. Well played, gentlemen. Thank you. That movie was a bit shit, but you two are not. (laughs) Thank you very much. We shall see you next week for our top 10 movies. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.